Welcome to episode one of my podcast that I've renamed, rebranded as Modulations. Modulations because it's all about sound, music, sound design, synthesizers, drum machines, um, all of those things, and especially those that are available on the iPad. Um, I'm recording this on the iPad using an app called Ferrite, and, uh, and this episode is really just a casual chat about a few ideas I've got and uh, a few of the projects that I'm currently sort of playing around with. Um, I want to start off with uh, the Hive Sound Library, and um, this podcast is being put out on a, a new platform which is built on Hive called Cast Garden. And uh, I've done a few episodes already, um, but that is before renamed this as Modulations. Pre- previously, the the the, um, the podcast was called Nick Lewis, which is my name, and that was. <laughs> I was thinking, I need to give it a name. I need to give it something um, a little bit more uh, appropriate, really, for for sound modulations, which is all about, you know, um, synthesizers can modulate different sounds to create different effects, and uh, that's where it came from. Um, so anyway, uh, Hive and the Hive Sound Library uh, is a project that I... Um, initiated uh, a few weeks back now, if not a bit more. And the the premise of it is to build uh, a library of sounds on the blockchain on um, decentralized on the decentralized web, web three. Um, so the way it works is that we use IPFS to store the files. IPFS is short for interplanetary file system and it's based on a, a large number of nodes that are spread out across the globe uh, mostly hosted by various people so uh, we're not reliant on any one single hosting company anything like that um, and as such it is completely free to use and uh, we started off using nft.storage, and that's the actual domain name for that particular service. And I set up an account there, and all you need is a, a, a GitHub login, or I think you can use you can use other authenticators to set up an account on there. Um, so I started to use that by uploading uh, files to um, NFT storage and. What that then provides you with is something called a CID, which is like a unique identifier for your file, um, but it also translates into um, a HTTPS link as well. So you can use the HTTPS link to embed into your web pages, and uh, and if you embed it within um, an audio tag in HTML, you can create uh, pages that your text, you've got screenshots of the the software you're writing about. So on my own personal blog, which is not, I've got, I'll come back to this later on, but I've got two blogs. Um, but on my personal blog, which is not on the blockchain, um, this works particularly well. Um, but on PeakD and Essency, um, 
doesn't work quite the way I would like it to, but uh, nonetheless, in, you can uh, display links within your content and if a user clicks on that link, it will open up in a new tab and um, from there they can then uh, play the music and listen to it and they can also download it as well if they want to. Um, so um, each um, entry into the library is uh, featured, featured in a post um, that's tagged with uh, the music um, Hive Engine token and uh, so we're building up some uh, tokens there and um, uh, I'm also looking at releasing some NFTs on Blocktunes as well. I have released one already. If you go to Blocktunes, you'll find it on there. I'll put some links in the in the show notes, as it were, for this podcast. Um, so, um, uh, what am I aiming to achieve with the sound library? Um, what, what sort of sounds will be included in this library? Um, anything, to be honest with you. Um, personally, um, because my music is mostly um, synthesizer based. I'd be creating sounds using various synths that I have and uh, and drum machines and stuff like that. So um, the library, library will include uh, things like drum loops, um, chord progressions, uh, melodies, which could be on any instrument for that matter. Um, and uh, but we we will be looking for acoustic recordings as well. Um, so most of the sounds on the library will typically be short recordings, not full length songs, because with full length songs and even with some of the short recordings, uh, we have to be mindful of copyright. So contributions to the library will have to be people's own work. Um, so at the moment I'm building up the library myself just looking at ways of um, cataloguing the entries using Hive. Um, so yeah, the posts on Hive will be tagged, labelled in certain ways to make it uh, 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 possible to catalogue all of these entries. Um, and that's quite a challenge because over time the numbers will will no doubt grow as we accumulate more sounds. Um, and the sounds don't necessarily have to be loops, as in the loops you might want to use for creating house music and that sort of thing, um, or drum loops you might want to use for any kind of music for that matter, not just house, it could be rock music, it could be pop, whatever. Um, but the numbers of recordings will, of course, um, grow in, in size. Um, an IPFS course is fine for that because there's no limitations on the amount of storage we have. We don't. We're not constrained in any way to like a, a gig of <laughs> a gig of storage that's costing twenty pounds a month, and then uh, we want a terabyte of storage. We're going to have to start paying twenty pounds a month for whatever it might be. We don't have those constraints for IPFS, but um, in terms of making it easy for people to find the things they're looking for um, that is a challenge and I'm looking at ways that that can be accomplished at the moment 
So, um, the next thing I was going to say is if people want to make contributions to the sound library, I'm more than happy for that to happen. Um, please drop me a line in the comments for this episode. Um, and we, we shall have a chat about it. Um, but it could be as simple as you write a blog post, um, upload your sounds to IPFS, paste those links into your post, tag the post accordingly, uh, Hive Sound Library, for example, plus other tags that you might want to use, music tags, um, POB, whatever it's going to use. Um, and um, what we might then look at doing is doing uh, curations on the sounds that people contribute. Um, now, this is something on Hive that's obviously part and parcel of Hive is uh, uh, author awards and curation awards. So you, you don't just uh, earn from writing on Hive, you, uh, you also earn from curating. Um, so curation posts are very popular on the platform in terms of encouraging people to um, go out there and find the best pieces of content they can find and then you know, number one, upvote them, uh, write comments. I think it's always important to do do both. Uh, it's changed a bit of a hive <laughs> tips podcast now, um, but it is, it's all relevant. Um, and um, that's something I, I would look at doing. I may even consider creating a hive sound library community um, that may also work really well as well. Um, so, um, the Modulations podcast is going to be not just about the Hive Sound Lab, but it's going to be about um, a whole sort of um, gamut, 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 gamut um, of um, content around creating on the iPad predominantly. Uh, I might sometimes go off on a tangent into other computers and other uh, devices for music making and beats making and stuff like that. And of course, we may also, or certainly will do, um, venture down the route of acoustic music as well, because there's various people on Hive that are uh, pianists, guitarists, violinists, singers, etc. Um, so there's every possibility that I might invite guests to this show where we have a nice casual conversation about about music. And uh, I very much like to do that. I think that'd be a really nice thing to do. Um, so yeah, there's lots of scope for a podcast. Um, um, so in the next episode, I will be looking at um, some of the latest apps out there for the iPad. Um, and some of the older ones as well. Um, so just as a quick sort of introduction to some of the stuff that I use, uh, and there's a lot of different tools that I use. Um, my main app is an app called AUM. Um, AUM is a mixer, um, but it's kind of a bit more than just a mixer, if that makes sense. 
Um, you can create any number of channels um, in this mixer um, or tracks, or if you want to call it channels, tracks. Tracks is perhaps a better description. Um, and you can assign to each one of those tracks um, an audio source. And the audio source could be um, an AUV free plugin. So AUV free plugins are instruments or effects. Uh, they're a bit like VSTs that you get on the desktop world. For, for example, if you're using something like Cubase uh, or Ableton on the desktop, you would use uh, VSTs for your synthesizer sounds, your uh, drum machines, your uh, audio processors like vocoders, whatever it might be. Um, and in, in, in the world of uh, the iPads, we have AUV3, which is uh, a derivative of um, Apple's AU format, which is like an equivalent of VSTs on the desktop. Um, so in each of these tracks, you can have um, an audio source. It could also be an external audio source, such as a guitar or something. Um, and we will, we will cover that sort of topic as well. Um, because just quickly, I shall say that I've recently, recently um, found my old electric guitar that was in storage. Uh, this is a story for another time, really. And I've re-strung it, but then I broke one of the strings. <laughs> so I need to get that sorted out before I play around it much more again. Um, but I did manage to connect it up to my audio interface and I did manage to record something that wasn't uh, too bad. I might share that in a, another episode or I'll just do a fresh recording once I've got the strings sorted out properly. Uh, um, we can also have um, MIDI tracks as well. So MIDI tracks will be uh, sequences, typically, um, of which there are many. So a sequencer could be anything from a traditional piano roll-based interface that, you know, very similar to what you might find in, as I was saying earlier, Cubase and Ableton uh, DAW software. Um, and, uh, and also things such as Euclidean sequences, which is uh, based around uh, a mathematic algorithm. Uh, and that's a very interesting area to go into. We'll do a, I think I'll do an episode on Euclidean on its own because it's a broad subject. Um, there are other sequences such as uh, apps like Scalar 2, which um, enables you to construct chord sequences and things like that, which is uh, kind of both um, a tool for people who are not classical musicians or classically trained musicians, but you can also learn a lot from it as well, because if you are like myself, I'm a keyboardist, mostly. I did learn guitar when I was in my early 20s. Um, and before that, I learned uh, to play keyboards. So I'm always always keen to learn more chords, <laughs> and uh, my chords knowledge is not bad. Um, I could not play in a band. Um, but I can play in my own space <laughs> and uh, a lot of stuff I record is a combination of uh, live recording and sequenced recording um, and that's how I create my music in that kind of way. Um, but tools like Scalar 2 are phenomenal because they can help you 
construct um, chord progressions that can help you produce songs um, or even just, you know, play around with ideas. And for the sakes of the, um, the sound library, um, I'm not necessarily looking at creating whole songs, you know, looking at creating uh, construction kits for other people to create songs. Um, and just quickly going back to the sound library, um, so my brain's kind of hopping from subject to subject. Um, and I promise my future podcast will be a little bit more structured, although I think I'm doing quite well uh, with this episode. Um, no script at all, just literally just talking to the microphone. Um, no, I lost the plot. <laughs> Where was I? Um, <laughs> talking about the Hive sound library, um, we will be looking for not just musical content, but also uh, field recordings as well. Um, uh, field recordings can include wildlife, uh, sounds of nature, like the sea lapping up against the shore of a beach or something like that. Uh, the sounds of the wind, the sound of the city, um, uh, the sound of fireworks. You know, we're interested in gathering together sounds. So think of it as being, if you want to be really generic about the sound library, if you want a generic description, that's as open-ended as anything. Uh, uh, we're, we are cu curating sound. So much like we curate people's posts on Hive, we're creating sounds that people on Hive can then curate into their own curation process, if you like. Um, so that's um, a little bit of a, a, a sort of a rundown of some of the stuff that I'm looking at doing. Um, anyway, this recording has now hit 18 minutes, which is just shy of the 20 minutes I was going to commit to. Um, you can find me on Hive as at Nick Lewis, so that's N-I-C-K-L-E-W-I-S. Uh, please feel free to follow me on Hive. Um, that handle is the same also on Twitter and and uh, Mastodon. Mastodon, I'm on octodon.social forward slash at Nick Lewis. Uh, if you want to find me on there. And that's where I spend a lot of my time these days if I'm not on on Hive. So um, at some point in time, I'm going to create uh, some theme music for this podcast, but I haven't got around to that yet. And that is that. Thank you for listening and take care and catch you again soon. Bye for now.